Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Hey there, Edwin. Hey, Andrew. And we're looking at Psalm 64 today. I'm excited to move on one more psalm as we are walking through book two of the psalms. Reading through this, I couldn't help but think a little bit about Robin Hood, about William Tell, <laughs> about some Syrian soldier that's just let an arrow fly and killed King Ahab. Well, there are some arrows in Psalm 64. The green arrow, the DC <laughs> superhero. <laughs> Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Okay. What do all of these characters have in common? Psalm 64. We're talking about some arrows. It's great stuff. (laughs) Wow, now I'm excited. I think I should read it. Yeah, you should. (laughs) Okay. Psalm 64. I'm going to read from the English Standard Version. To the choir master, a psalm of David. Hear my voice, O God, and my complaint. Preserve my life from dread of the enemy. Hide me from the secret plots of the wicked, from the throng of evildoers who wet their tongues like swords, who aim bitter words like arrows, shooting from ambush at the blameless, shooting at him suddenly and without fear. They hold fast to their evil purpose. They talk of laying snares secretly, thinking, who can see them? They search out injustice, saying, we have accomplished a diligent search. For the inward mind and heart of man are deep. But God shoots his arrow at them. They are wounded suddenly. They are brought to ruin with their own tongues turned against them. All who see them will wag their heads. Then all mankind fears. They tell what God has brought about and ponder what he has done. Let the righteous one rejoice in the Lord and take refuge in him. Let all the upright in heart exult. Yeah, so you've got these enemies, and they're hiding out, making their plans, shooting arrows like snipers or something. You can't see them, but then now God, he has a bow and arrow, and when he shoots, he shoots true, and so I got all excited about that. Arrows, arrows, (laughs) arrows, yeah, I can tell, I can tell. That last word in the English standard, exult, that's not a word we use very often. No, and in the New King James, it's glory. Glory. Yeah. We use that one, but more. even not more, but actually not much. Probably not, <laughs> not much, much more. That's kind of a church word. We, we talk I about would the say both of, of those are really exalting well, exalt. also. I don't, yeah. even, I don't even think we use exalt. I, I just, I, exalt, this is E-X-U-L-T. Oh, okay. Let all the upright in heart. My. Exalt. Exalt. As opposed to ex- exalt. My my ear was not quite catching the distinction there. Well, it's so these I appreciate headphones. that. Yeah, that's probably what it is. <laughs> anyway, what a word. That's, that's a word maybe we should talk about that more or use that term more, exalting and exalting. Here we have, so there are is there Is there much of a difference between the two or is this one of those funny English things? I think... I think exalt, to exalt is something I would do. It's it's transitive. Mm-hmm. It's something I would do to someone else. Okay, so okay. I would exalt God. I would exalt you, whereas exalt is just, it's intransitive. It's just something I'm doing. Ah. It's I, I exalt. I rejoice. I see. And I, and I glory and I praise. But it's, it's, it's an activity that I'm just doing, whereas exalting is something I do to someone else. So this is going to be one of those words that spell check's not going to help me. No, it is not. <laughs> it is not. Well, except for maybe nobody uses it today, so maybe word doesn't even have it in their dictionary. All right, let's let's talk about something that really matters, though. 
Here in Psalm 64, one of the things that grabs me, I realize that throughout the psalm, so you, you've brought up the arrows. The arrows are the thing that's that's really grabbing your attention and exciting Absolutely. you this week. But what's happening with the arrows is that there are enemies who are firing arrows. Yes. And we, we find throughout the Psalms enemies, they're always on the periphery of everything that's going on as David prays and and fears them, as he prays to God for deliverance from them, as he seeks protection from them. And I was just thinking as we're looking at Psalm 64, maybe we should just hit head on just the fact that there are enemies. So arrows don't kill you. Enemies, enemies kill, kill you. you. Yes. Yeah, I, that's I, exactly I follow right. that logic. That is exactly right. And what we have... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even sure if I'm going to be able to keep it together now. <laughs> Here in Psalm 64, we we have this fact that we have enemies. Yes, we certainly do. God's people will have enemies, despite yes. if they're we behaving properly, if they're bringing glory to God. This is one of the things for me. Okay, we went through Matthew last season, and that meant being in the Sermon on the Mount. You take mm-hmm. a look at the Beatitudes, how that song, how that uh, sermon begins: poor in spirit, mourning meek, yes. hungering and thirsting for righteousness, merciful, pure in heart, peacemakers. And then the last one, wait, what? These these people get persecuted? It just doesn't seem right. Th- these people are going to have folks who revile mm-hmm. and utter false things against them, mm-hmm. which is which really here in Psalm 64, the arrows of the enemies are their words who aim bitter words right. like arrows. Right. And so we're, we're dealing with slander. Sure. We're dealing with gossip. We're dealing with conspiracy. We're dealing with... And I, I am going to come back to the, this concept that a lot of times in the Psalms, these issue of words being weapons, it's it's not just because, oh, you know, sticks and stones might break my bones, but may break my bones, but words will really hurt me. As if when someone calls me a name, that's just as painful as being hit with a stick or a stone. Yeah. But but when the words themselves are plans to attack. Exactly. Are are, are conspiracies to set traps yes. so that I can cause you harm. The words themselves yeah. are like arrows. Yeah, and, and in that respect, arrows shot in secret. Uh didn't even realize this trap was being set or this arrow was being fired at me. But I do appreciate your connection to language and to the words because the picture of persecution, Matthew 5, 11, is reviling, yeah. saying evil against you falsely for my sake. And so words are the arrows then of the enemies or certainly some of them. So as you begin talking about enemies and that we all have enemies, um, what kind of enemies do we have? Uh, I started kind of making a little list here of some different enemies that we encounter in our lives. Well, tell me about your enemies, Andrew. I want to know who your enemies are. Okay. Well, actually, that's a different list. Let me get that out of my wallet. <laughs> I'm, I didn't know I could do this on the air, but it's exciting. Um, okay, tell me about Maybe enemies. a little more generally than that. Let me hear about enemies. Well, you know, that we, we do have um, personal enemies, okay? You re- were referring to the Sermon on the Mount a moment ago. And in Matthew chapter 5, we are taught that we are supposed to love our enemies, that there are people who persecute us and go against us. And Matthew 5 and verse 43 says, You've heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. When you think about uh, that the enemies are going to be using their words against you, the reviling, the hating, and the persecuting, how are we supposed to be using our words to love our enemies? Blessing them, praying for them. Hmm. Uh, There's a kind of a counterattack, if you will, but it is in love as we think about handling personal enemies. So when the enemies speak against us... And they fire 
arrows at us, mm-hmm. our job is to not turn around and use our words in the same way back. Yes. Okay. I mean, that's what I'm learning there in Matthew 5. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we have, um, I don't know if you want to talk more about that. I You, you were talking yeah, per, per, about the so, idea so that personal, some enemies are go ahead, I'm sorry, competitive. Ahead. Oh, yeah. So we've talked about, uh, yeah, I've mentioned that, competitive enemies. When I was thinking about, when I think about competitive enemies, I am thinking uh, more in terms of, well, very simply, you know, uh, somebody around here likes the Bucks. Somebody around here likes the Chiefs. And there mm-hmm. was a time when they were competitors. That's right. But we take that a little bit deeper, and we get on the job, and you want a promotion, and I want the same promotion. So there's only one promotion. And we become competitors mm-hmm. for that. And sometimes folks in the world become our enemies because, look, I'm going to get the promotion. Yeah. And I will stab you in the back. I will. Sure. Uh, you know, I will undercut you. I will make you look bad. That's not necessarily an issue of faith. That's not an issue of, I don't like you because you're a Christian or you follow Jesus. We're competing for something, and so I become your enemy in that way. Yeah, and and they say something like, you know, it's not personal. It's business. It's business. Right. Although it feels a little personal. It feels personal. Whatever anything should be, it should start out being personal. Everybody says says something like that, you know it probably has gotten personal. (laughs) So uh, when we find ourselves in those kind of dynamics, there is an opportunity for us to exercise a love and to love our enemies, uh, abide by the rules, not to stoop to to doing things that way of sh- of being wicked ourselves and shooting arrows from the hidden places. Let me ask you just just about that. Yeah, is there a difference in in how we deal with folks who are that kind of competitive enemy? Um, it's not an issue of attacking, reviling our faith. It's not about it's our not following like religious Jesus. persecution. It's not religious persecution. Now, look, I, I know that we don't get to say, oh, it's not religious persecution, so I can stab them in the back so I can get there. Well, the I don't see that. We, we can't do that. But I'm also thinking that, you know, someone in that competitive kind of enemy is someone wants my property. Here, here's some property and someone wants it. And so somebody breaks into my house oh, there you go, in order thief. to steal my property. Now, they're, they're not breaking into my house because I'm a Christian. They're breaking into my Probably. house because they want my TV. You know, right. break, Is there a difference in, in reacting to that? What do you, what do you think? Is there a place? I, I tend to think that, look, if someone's attacking me because of Christianity, I, I am allowed to flee if I can. I, I am allowed to, to yeah. walk away. But I'm, not, I'm definitely not supposed to take up arms. And I, I think sure. even in those times, uh, very little on the realm, especially a physical Mm-hmm. self-defense but somebody breaks into my house attacking yeah I, I guess i sometimes see that differently that there's there's a place for the self-defense there's a place for yeah uh, those kind of things there do you what, what do you think is there is there a difference on that yeah yeah i think there is <laughs> so another kind of enemy that we have are the household enemies in Matthew chapter 10 okay. and verses 34 through 39. Oops. And I think this is a surprising one because the Lord tells us, and maybe this is kind of a, a subset of a spiritual enemy or a persecution because of the faith, when he says that your enemies are those of your own household, Ooh, right? That hurts. And that the Lord uh, is, uh, brings division and respects and families. In Matthew 10, 34, do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's enemies will be those of his own household. Mm. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. He who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. Mm-hmm. He who finds his life will lose it. He who loses his life for my sake will find it. 
And I think how heartbreaking it is to figure out or to discover that uh, because of my faith or conviction about the Lord, I've created enemies mm. in my own household. I've troubled my house in mm. some way about this. Uh, you know, that now relationships are going to be strained, if not people being disowned, and you know, maybe for people who've even converted out of some other kind of religion, it could be more than being disowned, right? Mm. If, if that religion has stronger um, punishments for abandoning that religion, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a scary thing. And you, you really got to trust in the Lord and trust that he'll be there to protect you and defend you from the enemies. I mean, that's certainly a time when, you know, you talk about a robber, uh, well, that kind of enemy, maybe I, I do want to physically defend myself. But when it's people of your own household, you never want to do harm Mm-mm. to your Mm-mm. mother or father or son or daughter. No. And isn't it interesting that Jesus says that, that he's come to make enemies within the same household, mm-hmm. and yet we continue to believe and subtly teach and sometimes not so subtly that if parents actually did their job correctly that oh, their kids would whoa. automatically be faithful. <laughs> so that like if parents did their job correctly, you would never have son or daughters being enemies. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. And yet Jesus says, no, this is what I've come to produce. You know, here's the thing, as you've brought that up, uh, that really gets down to why I wanted to focus on enemies in this psalm is because I tend to think if I were doing this Christianity thing correctly, everybody would like me. Yeah. And so yeah. when I have enemies... I must be doing something mm. incorrectly, mm-hmm. but but no, he, Jesus did everything correctly, and he ended up on a cross. Yeah, yeah. What we, what we find here is we do have enemies, and just like when we face the dry times, when we face enemies, dry times was last week. Yeah, of course. Psalm Psalm sixty three. I'll say that for folks who are listening to our conversation and missed last week, starting this week. Um, but just like in the dry times, when we face enemies, mm-hmm. God's with us. Mm-hmm. And he will he will carry us through. I'm sure you've got other enemies, but I think it's really time for us to it certainly is. wrap up. Maybe we Why don't you talk about more of those enemies in a future broadcast. <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and lead us in prayer? Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you that we have time to open your word and to consider, to, to realize, Father, that there are enemies in this world, that it's one of the joys of heaven to know that all of the enemies are thwarted and cast down. And that that is a time of glory and to be with you. But until that day, Father, we trust in you. And we trust, Father, in your righteous arrows for our protection. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.